got done uh, masturbating. And no, no, I did not. There was a slight delay in, in the start of the episode because I yeah. had to finish squeezing. Finish his masturbatory, <laughs> masturbatory pleasures. Yeah. I had to finish squeezing one out. Yeah. Which honestly yes. is fine. I uh, He's a healthy, red-blooded young American man. Yeah. And I, I cannot if... pod on a full nut. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever try, you ever try recording on a full sack? Oh, yeah. man, I'll tell you yeah. what. So uh, that, uh, that actually is a great segue into our advertisement for today, which okay, is uh, for uh, videos of Evan masturbating that I oh, yeah. will just be selling uh, independently online. Um, yeah. So if you have any interest in buying one or more than one of those, because I've, I've got a lot, um, you, you just reach out to me personally on the... Uh, the podcast email which is left on redpod at gmail.com um yeah. obviously you don't have to just email us if you want the videos but we've got the videos so also uh we can uh we can um as the tweet i sent out before we recorded said uh i was convinced that i uh had no idea what this episode was going to be you told me that we talked about it i had no memory now that i'm looking at your notes i'm the dingus yeah. I do remember that. Well, yes. the reason I said we're both the dingus is because it's a stupid fucking well, we episode. Are. Well, we are both. But the yeah, dingus. yeah, you did know about this. You've just yeah, spent your you've just spent your your week of vacation in a uh, yeah. a cum soaked haze. <laughs> Jesus. Just, <laughs> <laughs> staycation, baby. Yeah, just, get just, out uh, get out the extra virgin olive oil cuz yeah. I've been fucking busting nuts all around this place like a dump truck, dude. Just dropping loads. Just dropping off fat fucking loads. Man, good for you, dude, honestly, because uh, there's really nothing better than, like, that sixth fucking (laughs) dusty nut. Just Um, shooting blanks. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) by the last one. All right. Um, so yeah. So welcome, welcome back to Left on yeah, Red. Welcome uh, to Come Town. All right. Yeah. Right. We're, yeah. Welcome to the Come Town podcast. Uh, yeah. The, that's that's us. You know yeah. us. Um, famously. Fa- famously, it's it's us. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a a bit of a stupid episode intentionally because. We did a lot of work leading up to the last one, and then I had to delay the last one, so Evan had to do double work, and I've got a really big series that I'm working on starting next week. Triples keeps it safe, though. I should have done triples. Actually, that's how I know about the ice cream store, because I drove by one earlier today, and one of the doubles, uh, the double of the the Barracuda. Actually, I I have triples of the Barracuda. I have triples, right? If I don't have triples, then the other stuff's not true. He has triples of the Barracuda. The Barracuda is the one I have triples of. Oh, no, actually, I also have triples of the Roadrunner, too. But just those two. And your dad and I are the same age, and I'm rich, and I have triples of the Barracuda and the Roadrunner. Cool. Right, can, can we get the check, please, when you get a chance? Oh, this is good news. That deal went through. Yeah. All right, that's going to work out. I have triples of the Nova now. Triples makes it safe. Now, triples is best. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode um, where yeah. we talked to uh, to Alex Herbert from Providence Leftist Radio. That was really cool. Um, as yes, you sir. can tell, and as I sort of realized as I was editing it, uh, we don't have like a lot of experience with interviews, and so we went yeah. in with like a very different idea of what that was going to be, and then it ended up being kind of 
more off the cuff and um yeah yeah no it's funny i realized after the fact that we probably should have uh <laughs> talked about what the fuck perestroika and glass yeah we, meant, we didn't regardless whatever it was a really fun conversation and we got a lot and of you experience. guys can use google so just fucking google. exactly it's not like there's not a million other history podcasts out there that like do yeah. ostensibly the same thing so um we had a lot of fun and whatever thanks for listening um this week uh is gonna be an episode that i've been sort of toying around with for a couple weeks now um <laughs> this is the cryptid episode so it's gonna be a lot looser uh it's not <laughs> it's it's researched but it's not like uh i don't really fucking care like how it goes um, okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about a bunch of different cryptids. Uh, if you guys don't know what cryptids are, cryptids are uh, creatures that are said by some to inhabit this planet of ours alongside yeah. us. Uh, however, they are they are unconfirmed. Um, so, I mean, a famous example of a cryptid would be, like, Sasquatch. And everybody yeah. knows about Sasquatch. Goddamn Sam Squanch. Right. Everybody knows about Sasquatch. So I don't want to talk about Sasquatch, because you know what? That's, like, really well-trodden territory. And I think that talking about Chupacabra and the Loch Ness Monster as the 900th podcast to do so is yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. So what I set out to do, and what I think will be pretty fun, is to find a bunch of cryptids that I had never heard of. Yeah. Um, now, some of them kind of fall into the classic tropes. So some of these are like, you know, the ape man, the fucking water dinosaur, the the small people that live in the woods, like leprechauns, you know. Yeah. Um, those are pretty universal tropes, and I think that's really interesting that across, you know, all the multitudinous cultures of planet Earth, those basic tropes continue to, to persist. But... For sure. These are these are dumber examples. Yeah. Now I yeah, say this dumber. Isn't, uh, this isn't Bigfoot, you know. No. Yeah. No. We've got small foot on here. Yeah. Um but so all this to say, like <laughs> when I say dumb, I don't mean to like degrade anyone's tradition or anyone's culture or anything like that. But these yes, are all you know. really fucking stupid. And and <laughs> I I hate them all. Uh I hope none of them are real. And uh, I hope they're all real and I love them all. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they are. They might all be real. Frankly, yeah, they, they probably are. are all real. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so that th that's it. That's what we're going to be doing. We're just going to talk about them. I'm going to introduce yeah. you guys to a vast array of strange and fantastic made-up creatures. Uh, and I, I hope that that feels fun for you because yeah. it's going to hopefully be fun for me. Before we do that, though, do you? There were a couple things we wanted to talk about, weren't there? Oh yeah, the uh, the water shit. Yeah, right? the water shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what was the one that I sent? So this is a thing that like Cam and I like. I initially started mentioning it to Cam like I was like joking when yeah. I said that. Yeah. Unfortunately, over time, and I think we may have even mentioned this earl on an earlier episode of the podcast Maybe. or whatever. But unfortunately, over time, <laughs> my um. My joking of this being a conspiracy that I believe in has uh, started to really become one that I very much do believe in, which it's, is that there's, there's like, coming water shortages due to climate change, right. and that we're being prepped uh, to uh, rethink the way that we use water and live amongst the water in our life. 
Yeah. So it started off with just like, you know, nasty celebrities talking about how they don't shower because they're gross pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forget, like, I don't know. It's just like suddenly out of nowhere. Terry Crews, I remember, was Terry, one of them. Uh, yeah, Terry Crews, I believe he said, if you're not sweating, you don't need to shower. Uh, and then The Rock came. So this is like after already multiple people, multiple people had said that they don't bathe their children or that they bathe very rarely and that your body's natural oils or whatever stupid shit clean you. I don't know about these people. If I don't shower for a day, I start to get real stinky. Mm. <laughs> but then The Rock was just like, man, I shower fucking like three times a day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, but, like, you know, and I had seen people joking about it on Twitter, and I had sent it to Cam, like, man, this is, like, some kind of, like, preparing people to, you know, get used to showering less by just having celebrities, like, I don't know, fucking, you know. Chill for no people. water. Yeah. But then, uh, what was the one that I sent you recently? We text too much, so I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. It. Like, I, 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 so... <laughs> There are a lot of celebrity tweets where they'll be like, you know, oh, man, you, you like you said with Terry Crews, where he's like, if you're not sweating, you don't need to shower. And then yeah. uh, there'll be like, you know, um, news reports where it's like, you know, FDA says that, like, everything that you know about staying hydrated is a myth. And it's yeah, just like a bunch of one, it's yeah, a bunch yeah. of shit like that, where it's like just all articles that are aimed at, like, getting you to use less water. Uh whether that be bathing less or yeah. you don't need to drink as much water as you think you do or uh, the hazards of, yeah. you know, <laughs> being overhydrated. Or, and yeah. I, I, it, it's funny because it does start to feel like they're getting us used to the inevitable, like, water yeah. rationing. Uh, yeah, so so the one that I sent you from, uh, what, the 19th, so, you know, a few days ago, was yeah. um, a New York Times article. How much water do you actually need? Pretty much everything you know about hydration is wrong. And then, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much just, like, water shortage propaganda incoming. Yeah. And, and it really does feel that way. It yeah. really it really is starting to feel like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Those, 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 <laughs> like seven, those, those seven nut days might be uh, yeah. not too long for this world. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't lose my precious bodily fluids. You've got to conserve your water, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we could probably just, like, you know, get rid of, like, I don't know, golf courses and shit like that. To That'll never happen. Water. But that will never happen, no, because rich people Us, that shit. we have to get used to having less the water. The normals, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the normals just have to, like, start drinking our own piss. But the rich people can, you know, they can still keep uh, keep their golf courses. Exactly. Stupid shit. And their lawns that are acres of unused land that's just normal green grass that needs to constantly be watered. And then fast forward to 20 years from now, and Immortan Joe is letting the water <laughs> spill up. Be careful yeah. you do not get too addicted to the water. <laughs> it will drive you mad. I don't remember what he says, but yeah, something like that. Do not, my friends, become addicted to water. It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. Um, yeah, some shit about being shiny and chrome in Valhalla. Oh my god, dude, that movie fucking rips. It's awesome. That's yeah. such a good movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but it, it it's very reminiscent, this water thing. It's very reminiscent of, like, the um, all these initiatives to, like, get consumers to, you know, recycle or to conserve energy or to use fewer fossil fuels when, like, 95% yeah. of all the world's pollution comes from, like, corporate 
factories yeah. and and whatever and it's like we we as the general public account for such a small amount and yet for whatever yeah, yeah, reason yeah. like the burden of adjusting falls to us because like, yeah. like well, they're dude, not like gonna. <laughs> yeah like dude like fucking like uh uh amazon amazon probably uses more fossil fuels in a day than like a lot of countries use an entire fucking year sure you know what i mean yeah <laughs> oh man i'm sniffly again that yeah. just means more editing for me this yeah sucks um, well, anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that water thing. But without yeah. further ado, let's talk about some stupid-ass fucking made-up yeah. creatures. I mean, they're not made up. They're totally real. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from a slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mess. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east to the monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the time already passed for this joke, but I just want to get it in at some point, you know. Bigfoot is the preferred nomenclature. It's only called a Sasquatch if it's from the Saskatchewan province of Canada. So cool. Is that true? Damn. What? No. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so you just that was a joke? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It Jesus a good Christ. Joke. No, it's not. But it's a great one. Alright. Well it's a fantastic joke. Fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. Shut it down. Just shut it down. This sucks. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. That was really, that was very funny. I'm very proud of you. I don't mean Thank to be you. such a bully. Um, all right, do you want to talk about our first creature? Yeah, sure. All right. So the first creature that we're going to talk about today is the Daurahu. That's not how you pronounce that. It is. I did a lot of research. Irish sucks. It looks oh, like it's, it's Irish. All right, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It then. looks like it's Dobarchu, but it's Daurahu. Yeah, I really, it's just a brief aside, I really wish... Whenever, please have an update for Crusader Kings 3 where they go back to the Irish spellings of things like they did in CK2, where, like, it's not uh, the county of Desmond. It's, like, I don't know. There's a period in the word where it's, like, M-H-M-H or some shit like that. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I just, as a general rule, I just, I Google Desmond. proper pronunciations of any yeah. Irish word. And I already oh, definitely yeah, yeah. didn't. No I, have, I definitely didn't say it. 100%, but um, they're just fucked up. Yeah. They're fucked up. It's a fucked up language. It's a very so, fucked up language. So it we're doesn't talking about, make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about the Dower Who. Um, I had to kick it off with this one because I think this, this guy is uh, just really funny. Um, it's a type of guy? No, it's not. It's I call a lot of these things guys in my notes. I don't know why. That's no, very gen type. That's all right. It's, it's very gendered type. language, and I... I don't know what I was thinking, guys, but see, there I did it again. Um, so the Daurhu is a, a, a semi-aquatic creature out of Irish folklore. It's basically a 15-foot-long, all-white otter dog. Uh, yes. Half river otter, half dog. Its name means king otter. Sometimes it's called the Irish crocodile. Uh, they're said to be especially aggressive towards humans and dogs. Um, <laughs> so, like, what the fuck? this is going to be a trope throughout the episode, but... A lot of these cryptids, yeah. their whole shtick, their whole deal, is that they like post up like in a hole or in a cave or in a body of water, 
yeah. then when an unsuspecting person walks by, they eat you. Um, yeah. And so this guy is no different. Um, they eat people um, and dogs. So uh, they used to supposedly uh, live throughout Ireland. Um, but okay. now they're mainly confined to the various lofts, which is the Irish term for lochs, like Loch Ness. Uh, lakes, yeah. uh, big lakes. Uh, they're mainly found now on the coastal islands. Now they're not actually found fucking anywhere. But, you know, dingbats say that they see them when they want to make the local paper. Um, That'd be said, pretty crazy if there were, like, crocodiles in Ireland. Yeah, and even crazier if there were... Some of these pictures look like crocodiles. Did you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They oh, yeah. either look like some kind of nasty Pokemon, just like a normal otter, yeah. or a crocodile. You should look up every single one that I talk about because some of the pictures yeah. of these things are hysterical. I, I chose these these creatures, and you listening along, uh, we don't have like a website that you can go to, but you should be uh, Googling these Googling. as I talk about them because, holy smokes, man, some of these photos, I chose a lot of these based on the strength of the photos alone. Um, the the nice. images, rather. Um, so they're set to hunt in packs. Uh, you'll go up to the edge, and all of a sudden you'll see a, a daorhu, and it'll come at you, right? It'll bite you. And then, like the, the raptors in Jurassic Park, it's like, boom, two more coming from the side. Clever girl. Clever girl. Um, and next hold thing you know. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Ah, ah, ah. Um, so <laughs> Didn't you, say the magic word. <laughs> you'll find yourself completely ripped to shreds by these nasty uh, giant otters. Um how stupid would you feel if you got fucking killed by an otter, you know? I'd feel stupid. <laughs> Their first attested uh, modern sighting of a dower who was in yeah. 1684. Um, some guy named Roderick O'Flaherty, which is a pretty Irish name, wrote a little yeah. book called A Description of West Connacht, which is one of the, the traditional, I guess, provinces of Ireland. Um, yeah. And since then, you know, people still claim to see them. And they, you know, if your dog goes missing, it's like, oh, did the Dowerhu get it? Anyway, so that's the Dowerhu. It's pretty stupid. I fucking don't like it. It's a pretty stupid fucking animal. And uh, yeah. I hope they're not out there. Um, the next animal that I want to talk about, uh, yeah. I mean, we're keeping the gravy train rolling. It's the Loveland Frog. Okay. The Loveland Frog. Have you ever heard of the Loveland Frog? I have not. Is it a frog? <laughs> you bet your ass. So <laughs> if you thought that a giant otter dog was stupid... The Loveland uh, Frogman. He's a he's like this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a giant. These pictures rock. He's a giant, stupid, <laughs> fucking idiot frogman. Uh, it's from Ohio, which, you know, describe for the listener what you're seeing. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> I'm looking at like the funniest fucking. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, some it, so there's a bridge and it's misty. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe you know ten meters before the bridge, you know, before the little archway, is um, a frog standing up on its back legs, mm -hmm. like bipedal. Yeah. Kind of hunched over a little bit, and he's got this look on his face like he's just fixing to sell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like mischievous. Smirk. And uh, he's just kind of, he's just sort of walking towards you. He's got like a little distended belly, like an old alcoholic man. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's just, uh, he's looking to sell you some wares <laughs> as you're wandering around in this uh, little, little marshland. So the thing about the Loveland frog, and he's one of the few exceptions to my uh, lure you in and eat you rule that I mentioned previously. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't hurt you. He's not mischievous, really. 
He's just uh, a bipedal pot-bellied frog man. Um, he reportedly spends most of his time around Loveland, Ohio, which is... I just sent you the picture I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, I see him. Um, yeah, he looks pretty stupid. But, yeah, he. so specifically they, they claim that he lives in the Little Miami River, which is, yeah. uh, funnily enough, not in Miami. It's in yeah, Ohio. Yeah, the University of Miami, Ohio. Exactly. Um, so he was first reported by Loveland Police Patrolman Ray Shockey on March 3rd, okay. 1972 at 1 a.m. And this totally not hammered cop uh, was <laughs> yeah. apparently just cruising down down by the banks of the Little Miami, uh, fully not hammered. And suddenly his headlights illuminate this stupid, fat little frog man scuttling across the road. Yeah. So he slams on the brakes and he stops and he's observing this frog man. And then he says it crouches down like yep. a frog and then it leaps over the guardrail at the side of the road and into the river which is a very weird thing to see on just a sober drive uh, by yeah. the little miami river so here's the thing a couple of weeks later another cop a guy named yeah. mark matthews he's driving by the same area he spots the crouching creature uh bothering nobody doing nothing yeah. right near where shocky had seen his frogman so being a good equally sober cop uh, yeah. He pulls out his gun and he... And totally he not fucking... just slamming some road sodas. <laughs> Dude, he shoots the thing to death. Okay. Uh, um, so he recovers the body and he brings it to show Shockey and they both realize that it's an iguana. Um, it's probably somebody's pet iguana um, that has escaped yeah. and it's missing its tail. And so, you know, if you saw a tailless iguana what kind of shuffling across the, the road... A pretty big iguana, apparently. I mean, iguanas yeah. can get pretty big. They can. Uh... So they both... Like report that they've discovered that it's not a frogman. It was like somebody's pet iguana, but that didn't matter. And the story of the Loveland frog persisted despite them like admitting that they had discovered that it was somebody's tailless iguana and they shot it. <laughs> and whatever. Like now it. people still think that you can see the Loveland frogman and he's just jumping around and he's just a fun little part of Loveland, Ohio lore. Yeah. Uh huh. So there's that. I just okay. realized there was a specific cryptid that I really wanted to put in this episode, and I didn't, so yeah. I might tack it on at the end. What's, uh, what's... Mongolian deathworm. Okay. Do you know about the Mongolian deathworm? No, no, no. All right. I, well, thought, I thought you were going to talk about the one, I think it's Japanese, it's like a uh, river man, and he's got like a bowl of water in his head. Oh, no. Nope. I didn't. That's a funny one. No, I, this what's next the, one that, is Japanese, what's that one called? though. I don't know. A kappa? No. Kappa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, Psyduck is based on. Yeah, Pokemon. yeah, yeah. No, Golduck, right? I'm Golduck sorry, Golduck. Is based off of, Golduck yeah, yeah. is based on a Kappa. Yeah. They like cucumbers. Yeah. That's the thing about a Kappa. If you find a Kappa, uh, yeah. you can give it a cucumber, and they'll like be obsessed with that, and they'll leave you alone. Hey, hey man, I like cucumbers. Yeah, cucumbers are pretty good. Pickle. I would prefer a pickle. I oh. mean, a fresh cucumber with a little salt on it. It's oh, like, yeah, very good. Just as good as a pickle, I mean, you know. And even, you know, somebody like me, I don't like a tomato, but I have had a BLC sandwich before, you know, baconless cucumber, a little salt pepper on it, boom. Yeah, that sounds less good than a BLT, though. I don't like tomatoes, so it's actually infinitely better. Well. Well, yes. Here's the thing, man, I, and I've said this to you before, but I'm, I'm only repeating this for the benefit of our listenership. Uh, yep. I think if you're 31, you don't get to not like tomatoes anymore. I think it's that's... literally the only food that I don't like. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but they're, I prefer, they're really I good. Prefer, I prefer durian to tomatoes. I would eat durian again before I ate tomato, which I didn't really mind durian. I thought durian was kind of good. 
That's I find that such a stubborn approach. I, I feel don't like, like tomatoes. I feel like broke. it's like a it's like a character trait for you that you well, you have to hold on to not liking tomatoes because you I feel like, like it them. gives you some sort of character. It doesn't. I just don't like them. They're gross. Um, you want to talk about another one? Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Because that's all. That's literally all I've got for us today. So it's good that you said that. Because all we're doing <laughs> is just going through cryptids. We're just bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Just, just bing, bang, them out. boom, bow. And the thing about doing cryptids that are like less known, I couldn't do a full episode on any of these. No, because I mean, what are you going to talk about? This fucking weird looking thing. Yeah. No. Exactly. Google this guy. So this is the Ningen. Oh, I've already got him pulled up. Oh, you've got the Ningen pulled up. Okay. Uh, it's I stupid. I really like this picture. Which one do you have? The one where it's like standing on the show? Oh my god, yep, that's the one. Okay, <laughs> that's, so... That's an amazing picture. <laughs> it's a demented... It's a, it's a fucking demented creature. Um, I hate this thing so fucking much. So if you look up the Ningen, which Evan just did, and it's the video that he just sent me, or the image that he just sent me, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they're hysterical to look at. And okay, basically it looks like a, a giant snowball with like a pac-man face walking around on two muscular man's okay. legs so um so as i searched ningen on google images uh I'll, all of a sudden i see a picture that just says paul rudd ningen okay and i'm like is there a fucking movie where paul rudd stops as a ningen and it looks like that's a that is an author with that name and this is on the kindle the kindle store there's an author named paul rudd and he wrote a book about the ningen uh, Dude, I was really hoping. It was, I was really, really hoping it would be a this summer's star. blockbuster hit. Paul Rudd in Ningen, and it's yeah. about the fucking walking. So, here's the thing. Oh my god, hold on. Oh my god, and it's just like moaning in the sea. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's a that's brilliant. I like that a lot. Yeah, man. Um, so apparently it's not film. a snowball walking around on man's legs. Uh, apparently okay. it's it's a 30 meter long uh, sort of human whale hybrid that was okay. spotted by a Japanese quote whaling research vessel. And we all know what that fucking means. They're killing whales out there. Yeah. Um, Is it just like a just a manatee or something? I don't know. It's all the photos of it are pretty clearly doctored. I think it's just yeah. imaginary. It first got spread around on Two Channel, which is the precursor to Four Chan. Oh, naturally. Yeah. yeah. Um, people were really so. into it. And so the thing is, the word Ningen it just means human in Japanese, uh, okay. which is doubly frustrating because it's clearly a whale snowman with man legs. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not a human. So it's weird to me that they would call it a human. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're shown with arms. Like there's another famous photo where it's like kind of like swimming. It's like a top-down view, uh, yeah. but they always have these big dumb Pac-Man faces. And I fuck the Ningen, man. Yeah. It's it's just the Ningen sucks. And I just again I can't reiterate well, it, to you enough. If it originated on Two Channel, then I believe it. Yeah, that's true. I guess that is a pretty reputable source. Um, but so yeah. apparently they live in Antarctica, um, and okay. that's it. They're just big, dumb whale people. 
Yep. Uh, this next one is great. So we're going to talk about, uh, when I tell you about this, you're going to think that I invented it as some sort of hilarious dig at my co-host, Evan. Uh, but unfortunately, I was thinking that this was you. No, see, that's funny, but unfortunately, I beat you to it. So uh, it's wildly untrue, though. It's not about either one of us. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the Florida skunk ape, um, which is like the most Florida sounding cryptid of all time. The, yeah, that's just a normal ape. Florida man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's okay. Just get, get it out of your system. I know skunk ape, very silly, but um, yep. basically, the skunk ape is kind of like a Bigfoot. Um, it's a it's a hairy humanoid bipedal ape type thing. Yep. Uh, it features heavily in, in Alabama and Florida folklore, dating nice. back to the early days of European colonization. Um, okay. But the defining characteristic of this guy is that he just smells like absolute dog shit. So it's like a Sasquatch, but just really, it's really stinky. Of the Sasquatch. Yeah, it's like the smelly Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, so the Seminoles, who are the native tribe that were most prominent in Florida. Um, They've got a similar figure in their mythos called Esti Kapkaki, the cannibal giant, uh, said to wander around eating wayward travelers. But you can tell when he's near because he smells so bad. Uh, yeah. you, when you look up pictures of this guy, did you look him up? Yeah, yeah, it just looks like Bigfoot. It's like Bigfoot, but it's got glowing red eyes, right? I don't see no glow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit. so in some of those photos, which are purported to be real, it's got glowing red eyes. Now, one of the main ways that photos like this are debunked is... Uh, most primates lack the layer in their eye that like creates that shimmering effect in light. Yeah. So humans don't get that, like a cat or a dog or something would have. Yeah. So they showed them this, and they're just like, "Well, that's that's fake," because yeah. primates don't their eyes don't glow. Yeah. And people are like, "Well, but it's it's a skunk ape, so it's real." Different type of ape. Different type of ape. So if you're ever out in the woods of Florida, like in the Everglades or something, and you start to feel like Oh man, it really stinks. What is that stink? What is that really? It's a really bad stink. Um, better just check around real quick because you could be being stalked by the Everglades by the skunk, skunk ape. ape. Yep. <laughs> um, so this next one is wicked stupid. Indrid Cold, the His, smiling man. Yes, Indrid Cold. Um, so apparently, Indrid Cold is an alien. That's the prevailing theory. Um, Indrid Cold looks just like a like a white middle class kind of guy. I mean, it just looks like that guy from The Man Who Smiles, that yeah. book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he, he has got a big old freaky grin, sometimes exaggerated, sometimes not. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, oh, I've actually heard of this one. Yeah. So, yep. it's kind of tied in with the Mothman thing. And I, I, we're not talking about Mothman today, because Mothman's too mainstream. But Mothman, that's oh. actually really interesting. But I also remember well, you mentioning I, I will, you wanted to I do a Mothman. I will be maybe episode. doing a Mothman story in the future. That's that, I remember you saying that, so I, I made a sure to leave. A uh, different take on it. Yeah, like the Mothman prophecies starring Richard Gere and Deborah Messing. Yeah. That's Evan's favorite movie. No. Evan, Evan finds Deborah Messing uh, irresistibly oh, erotic. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Don't be mean to Deborah Messing. I'll be mean to her, man. She's a fucking dog shit person. Really? Oh, yeah, man. She's awful. I don't know anything about her as a person. I uh, just look at her Twitter feed. Just very mean-spirited. Oh. Well, fair enough. Um, so, Indrid Cold is first spotted in New Jersey in October of 1966 by two boys who are out for a stroll. Their names are Mouse Munov and Jimmy Yankitas. Sounds like two <laughs> 60s 
Jersey boys. Yeah. Uh, so they're walking Mouse. down. <laughs> so they're walking down the street and they see this like weirdly tall bald guy who's standing by a fence in front of someone's house. And yep. just as like Mouse nudges Jimmy and is like, "Hey, like, what's up with that guy?" He like whips his head around and he's looking right at them. And he's got this big freaky smile on his face. And they said that he was wearing a green jacket that looked like it was made out of metal. And then apparently he just starts running at them and starts chasing them. He chases them down the block, and then eventually they, like, stop and they look around and he's gone. Yep. Uh, two weeks later, a man in West Virginia reports seeing a similar figure step out of a UFO that uh, lands in the middle of the road right in front of his car. Yep. Late at night, he stops. He's looking. And a guy of similarly, you know, similar description steps out of this UFO Yep. Steps up to the window and then starts to communicate telepathically into this guy's head. And he's like, uh, I'm Indrid Cold. That's my real name. Uh, and I mean you no harm. Yep. It's very convincing. Uh, he then tells him that he's from the planet Lanulos in the Gemides system. Okay. So, yeah. Me too. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, that's what the, the whole oh, reason. Oh, the Ganymedes system? No, because it's spelled, he, he wrote Ganymedes. Maybe he meant to say Ganymedes, but he, he yeah, Ganymedes, fucked it up. Right? Yeah. Um, he was then seen weeks later in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which oh. is also home to the Mothman, uh, and was seen around the same time uh, by young Linda Lilly, who reportedly saw the Grinning Man standing over her bed, which understandably freaked her out. So she opened her eyes. She like woke up in the middle of the night and saw him standing in the corner grinning at her, and she closed her eyes and then opened them up, and he was like leaning right over, like staring at her. And yeah. then she was like, ah, screamed, and then like closed her eyes again and opened them up, and he was gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, people think he's like an alien in disguise because usually when he shows up, there's reported UFO sightings around the same vicinity and around the same time. Um, and it kind of fits, you know, like that classic like alien in disguise mold. He comes up a lot when you hear like oh, stories the, about the men in black and things like so that. So Point Pleasant, too, though, is where the Mothman stuff happened. Yeah, Point I said, Pleasant, I said West that. Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also I guess you know just for a little, this is around the same time that uh, MK Ultra was going on, so, um, which is kind of the Mothman take I gotcha. plan to do for a future episode. Interesting, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That whole the whole Mothman thing is really is really fascinating because yeah. it's like this sort of like group psychosis that occurred simultaneously among all these different people in West Virginia at yeah. the same time, and they all report seeing this creature. And, and then also strange men in black with black suits just, like, acting strange, like, at diners and shit like that. Yeah. Kind of sounds like observers. <laughs> I know. Could be. I like wonder. Because there was that, like, guy who went to a diner and ordered a steak, like, just wearing all black. And, like, act like he didn't know how to eat it and then just, like, left. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. We'll yeah, have to yeah. wait for your episode. Yeah. Um, you ever hear about the Wolpertinger? The Vol Wolpertinger? No. <laughs> so the, the Volpatinga is the is the prototypical jackalope. Uh, that's what the jackalope is based on. <laughs> oh, dude, they're awesome. So I have definitely seen these things uh, taxidermied yes. on walls of uh, taverns in New Hampshire or some sure, shit. Sure. So yeah, so you've seen a jackalope. It's like a taxidermied rabbit that has little deer antlers or antelope yeah, yeah, antlers yeah. on it. Um, yeah. The Volpatinga is essentially the same thing. <laughs> They're developed much earlier in Bavaria by taxidermists. So it's yeah. basically like a bunny rabbit that has deer antlers, but also has pheasant wings and uh, like big vampire fangs and talons. Yeah. Um, I want one as a pet. And they 
They want to drink your blood. Uh-huh. Um, they look cute and cuddly, but they, they, they actually they want to swoop down and bite your dick off. Well, I want my dick bit off, so. <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, that's that's the Volpatinger. Um, that's all we got on that one, folks. That's all we've got on that. I don't know. I, some of these I couldn't find much. Like, I would, like, find, I was just looking at various, like, uh, databases and lists of cryptids to find the weirdest, most fringe ones oh, I could find. Yeah, hell yeah. What the fuck is this next one? The Madagascar tree? Yeah, the big old Venus flytrap. Y- yeah, so the Madagascar tree is reportedly uh, just a normal tree in Madagascar. Yeah. Just kidding. It's a tree that eats people. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing a trend? Um, so the Madagascar tree was first reported by a guy named Carl Lecke, who's a German who was uh, exploring the island of Madagascar in the 1870s. Um, and he sends a letter to uh, the New York World, which was a newspaper okay. at the time. And describes seeing this tree and, like, the ritual sacrifice that occurs around it uh, by this tribe of people called the Mkodo, which is not a real tribe in Madagascar. But uh, he didn't give a fuck. I mean, this whole thing is probably completely made up. And there's uh, sort of old-school, shitty, racist depictions of, like, cannibalism and human sacrifice by Native peoples here, which are things that occurred, uh, but they're pretty rare like across yeah. global history, you don't yeah. see a ton of cannibalism going on. People are mostly pretty. Yeah, that's to that. a good way to get prions. Yeah, exactly. You get <laughs> you get uh, kuru. It's kind of it kind of uh, selects itself out of, <laughs> you know, right. out of the, uh, um, well, natural selection, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You go nuts. You become a wendigo, which is another cryptid that I won't be discussing yeah. today. Um, but just know that there is a wendigo. <laughs> the wendigo's out there. Um, so, yeah, so he writes this letter and sends it to the New York world. And I figured I, the whole letter I found online, so I'm just going to read it because I think this is fun and it's the longest description that I found of any of these creatures. Um, okay. And apparently, apparently, it's it's a firsthand account of seeing the Madagascar okay. tree. So I'm going to try to do it in his, in his Bavarian accent. <laughs> yep. If you can, imagine a pineapple, eight feet high and thick in yep. proportion, resting upon its base and denuded of leaves. Love you will it. have a good idea of the trunk of the tree, which, however, was not the color of an banana, but a dark and dingy brown, and apparently as hard as iron. From the apex of this truncated cone, at least two feet in diameter, eight leaves hung sheer to the ground, like doors swung back on their hinges. These leaves, which were joined to the top of the tree at irregular intervals, were about 11 or 12 feet long and shaped very much like the leaves of the American aguave, or century plant. They were two feet through in the thickest part and three feet wide, tapering to a sharp point that looks like a cow's horn, very convex on the outer, but now under, surface, and on the inner, now upper, surface, slightly (laughs) concave. This concave face was thickly set with very strong thorny hooks like those upon the head of the teasel. I don't know what a teasel is. I didn't even look at yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what a teasel is. <laughs> <laughs> These leaves, hanging thus limp and lifeless, dead green in color, had an appearance of massive strength of oak fiber. The apex of the cone was a round white concave figure, like a smaller plate set within a larger one. 
This was not a flower, but a receptacle. And there exuded into it a clear, treacly liquid, honey-sweet and possessed of violent, intoxicating, and soporific properties. From underneath the rim, so to speak, of the undermost plate, a series of long, hairy green tendrils stretched out in every direction towards the horizon. These were seven or eight feet long each, and tapered from four inches to a half an inch in diameter, yet they stretched out stiffly as iron rods. Above these, from the upper and under cup, six white, almost transparent palpi reared themselves toward the sky, twirling and twisting with a marvelous incessant motion, yet constantly reaching upwards. Thin as reeds and frail as quills, apparently, they were yet five or six feet tall and were so constantly and vigorously in motion with such a subtle, sinuous, silent throbbing against the air that they made me shudder in spite of myself with their suggestion of serpent flayed yet dancing on their tails. <laughs> the Mkodos, when they saw the tree, began shouting, Tepe! Tepe! Then they surrounded one of their women and forced her, at javelin point, to climb the tree until she reached the apex of the cone that contained the treacly fluid. Tsik, tsik, the Makoto men cried, which meant drink, drink. Obediently, she drank, and then, almost instantly, the slender palpi of the tree came alive, quivered, and seized her around her neck and arms. She screamed, but the tendrils gripped her tighter, strangling her, until her cries became a gurgled moan. The contraction of the tendrils caused the fluid of the tree to stream down its trunk, mingling with the blood and oozing viscera of the victim. The Encodos rushed forward to drink this mixture of blood and tree fluid. Then ensued a grotesque and indescribably hideous orgy. So yeah, that's the tree. That's the Madagascar tree. Okay, well, you know, he had me uh, a pineapple that was eight feet high. Yeah, it's a big pineapple. Well, he had me. I love pineapple. I would eat this pineapple. I don't think you would want to, because I think this pineapple well, would want to there. eat you. If it stopped there. <laughs> Just give me the eight-foot pineapple. <clears throat> yeah, fair yeah. enough. That's a lot of pineapple, though. Like, think well, about the amount of fi- the, the, I would have friends over. We would have some kind of sick pineapple party, you know? Just, like, <laughs> just deranged. So chanting much. Hey guys, the pineapple. does anybody want to come over and help me eat 500 pounds of pineapple? It's more pineapple than I know what to do with. And I know what to do with a lot of pineapple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on over, guys. Do you know that pineapple has an enzyme in it where it digests you as you're eating Everybody it? Knows Everybody knows this. I know. I'm saying that's what you would say to them, and then they'd be like, yeah, man, we know. We'll be right over. Yeah. We have a lot of digesting to do. We've got a lot of pineapple to eat. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we're going to eat it. It's eight feet tall, and it's denuded of leaves. Pineapple festin, yeah. Mm, yeah, and I, when I was when I was in, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ugh, anyway. Anyway. Um. So, uh, the next, next creature up. on my list is the Bunyip. Yeah. Uh, which is another good cryptid. Not like that stupid fucking skunk ape. Yeah. Um, so although the Bunyip I, is... Although I have had the same picture come up for both. 
So the bunyip there's one the picture that is now says the Australian bunyip. Before the same picture, it said the Florida skunk ape. That's so funny. Well, so the thing about the bunyip is it has no defined appearance. Yeah. Um, it's simultaneously described as being something that's a like tabula rasa. Yes. Uh, it could be like a, a cross between a seal and a dog, sort of like our first creature. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it's described as like a giant five-legged starfish thing. Uh, but then also look there's like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. And so a bunyip can kind of just be like an all-encompassing term for like a demon or like a boogeyman in, in certain a Aboriginal nasty languages. Nasty water beastie. Yeah, it's a, it's a water creature again. Um, they're generally amphibious and nocturnal. They live in rivers, creeks, ponds, and billabongs. Uh, I used to wear that clothing company when I was a child. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, so if you if you walk by the wrong billabong uh, at night, yeah. you might end up getting got by a bunyip. Okay. Because um, like a lot of these other creatures, they they want to eat you. They wait there yep. and then they want they want to eat you. Yep. Um, the prevailing theory is that the bunyip is actually like a type of uh, cultural memory passed on by Aboriginal peoples in Australia. And this can, this can be used to describe a lot of these cryptids. So cultural memories yeah. being like sort of an ancestral depiction of a creature or a, another group of people that no longer exists but have survived through the mythology of another group of people. Um, and over time obviously become sort of heavily mythologized. But ultimately it's like a cultural remembering of something that really existed at one point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the bunyip is thought to be a representative of any number of large terrestrial carnivorous uh, marsupials that used to be around that went extinct shortly after the Pleistocene. Um, so imagine just like a giant carnivorous wombat like jumping out of yeah. a pond and disemboweling you. And you've got the bunyip. Yeah, you got the bunyip in you. Yep. The bunyip's on you now. <laughs> You've been bunyiped, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christ, it's hot, huh? Yeah. It's getting hot. Dude, this sucks. Fucking 80 degrees still. Yeah. Up here. At this. I just want... At this, uh, at this height. This altitude. Yeah. Yeah, it's second floor of an old house. All I want is to turn on my AC, but I can't. Because then you won't be able to hear me describe the Nargun. Yeah, which I searched Nargun, but I'm pretty sure one of the pictures that came up is just a slee stack. So. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> What's a slee stack again? What was that, from um, fucking... The Land uh, of the Lost? Yeah, Land of the Lost, yeah. So... Those, weird, those <laughs> fucking weird little dudes. So Narguns are also an Australian Aboriginal myth, um, and they have some really, really cool creatures <laughs> in their mythology. Um, so I thought we would talk about this one too. Reportedly, the Nargun is a is like a, a man made of stone, um, and he's said to inhabit a, a partially submerged cave, appropriately named the Den of the Nargun, which is okay. uh, on a small tributary of the Mitchell River in Mitchell River National Forest Reserve in Victoria, Australia. Um, so according to Aboriginal legend, the Nargun would get this, uh, ambush unsuspecting travelers and drag them into its den to eat them. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, kind of... Gotta, gotta eat something. That's what they all do. Um, the cool thing about the Nargun, though, is that it, it's, it's impenetrable. It cannot be harmed. Um, okay, cool. It's invulnerable, rather. And any weapons thrown at it would be directed back towards the thrower. 
Uh, and you get killed by the Nargun. It's like that uh, that cheeky stone man played by Taika Waititi in Thor Ragnarok, except he yeah, wants yeah. to eat you. Fuck you, ghost. Yeah. No, um, so, you know how I talked at the start about like the various tropes? Um, yeah. We've talked about a lot of water beasts. We've talked about uh, at least one giant Diesel. walking ape man. Uh, we yeah. talked about the Loveland frog. Uh, um so our our daily example of like the little people of the woods trope is going to be the, yeah. the menehune. Yeah, I was just looking this up. This just kind of looks like cool little <laughs> woods people. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, yeah, they're just like people hanging out in the woods having a good ass time. I think these are my favorite cryptid that I discovered for this episode. Yeah. Um, I think the menehune rock. Yeah. And they're 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 little like Hawaiian woods gnomes kind of. Um, yeah. I don't want to say leprechauns because fuck leprechauns. Um, so they live in the woods. Everybody who saw the leprechaun say, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to put that in here. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. They ain't a leprechaun. That's just a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so Menehune, they live out in the woods, right? And... Their favorite food is bananas, which I think is just the cutest thing in the world. I yeah. really can't get enough of these little pot-bellied people. Yeah, they're just, just having a good time. They're having a good time. They're eating bananas. They also like fish. Um, and yeah, so they, they're, they're expert craftspeople. They build just about everything that you can imagine. But one thing that they're really, really good at is building fish ponds. Um, yeah. Now, the ancient Hawaiians were actually pretty adept in aquaculture. So yeah. they would build like brackish ponds inland from yep. the sea and stock them with various species of fish, like schools of fish, uh, which they then had like traps and stuff devised to kind of routinely harvest and catch them. Um, and it's yep. one of the important ways that they were able to keep themselves fed because Hawaii famously, there's not a ton of large natural wildlife there. There's a lot of birds. There's a lot of fish. Um, there's not a lot of like game animals. There weren't a lot of yeah. like livestock. Um, a lot of the ones that are there now have been introduced, you know, as invasive species. So um, they had to find some way to survive. And that actually is a, a topic I would love to do an episode on is like the ancient Polynesian expansion because it's one of the most yeah. impressive feats in human history. Yeah, those those motherfuckers went places. They went everywhere. Yeah. And if you look on a map at like the vast I mean, 99.9% .9 of it is ocean, and it's just like these tiny specks of land. It's yeah, like, there's nothing in the South Pacific. Yeah, how did they? How did they find? Like, they just did it. They just spread like, all look over. Look at the distance between Hawaii and Tahiti and shit like that. Yeah, Hawaii and New Zealand. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. They, it's it's pretty insane. Um, and they were all over there. So, <sighs> oh my goodness, sorry. Um, oh man, I didn't sleep that well last night. I'm like, I'm a fucking sad person right now. Nice. Oh, I'm just I'm just not feeling very good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna cut that out. I'm just telling you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The um, new cryptid, the feeling well cam. Oh man, no. It, well, so no. It's just because I I'm just going through some shit right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Um. So yeah, so they uh, famously the Menehune were really good at aquaculture. Um, yeah. And there's this this fish pond that's still in existence called the Alecoco Manihune Fish Pond, which yeah. is just fun to say. Um, yeah. And apparently they built this overnight. Now, the thing about the Manihune is any project that they started that they weren't able to finish in the course of the same night they started it, they would abandon. Mm -hmm. Because oh. if people found it, then they would, like, worry that the people would wait there and, like, try to catch them because they would know that they were going to come back to finish it. 
So yep. basically everything they made, they made overnight. And so this famous fish pond is there that apparently the Menahune made to help keep themselves fed, and it just like appeared overnight. Yeah. Um, they're also frightened of owls. And if I was like a little forest person, I would probably be pretty afraid of owls yeah, too. Yeah, because owls like to kill little animals. They do. Um, and so when the Menahune became too plentiful, the uh, Hawaiian owl god Paupueo would send his owls out to scare them away and eat them. Uh, and there wasn't much more about that. And it seems kind of mean yeah. of Paupueo. But yeah, maybe he was actually Moloch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe Hillary Clinton worships Paupueo, <laughs> the owl god. And yeah, it's just a secret war. The Menehune were like we should start like a. We should start like a. Uh, uh, a QAnon adjacent Menehune themed conspiracy theory yeah. about like little Hawaiian gnomes that are like running the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Menehune takeover of the United States government. That's it. It's the Menehune. We yeah. come up with all these like really cool sort of veiled ways to talk about Menehune. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like when people talk about the Rothschilds, like really what they're saying is like, oh, we're afraid of Jews. Yeah, yeah, them with like right. parentheses. Yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do that, but with the Menehune, who yeah. I think are like the real, the real threat, the real nemesis. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the ancient enemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's it. Oh, wait, no, there's one more that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, but you didn't put it in there. Yeah, I forgot. I just realized right now that I, that I didn't write it, even though... I had every intention of talking about it. Um, yeah. So the last one yeah. is uh, the Mongolian death worm, which oh, is known right. yeah, yeah. in Mongolian as Olgoi Korkoi, which, which means large intestine worm. Okay. Um, and it's, it's <laughs> like supposedly, thing. and people still believe that it's out there, but supposedly it's a, like a two-foot long... Like segmented yeah. sausage-shaped worm uh, okay. that is so venomous that that coming into any contact with it kills you. Um, and apparently, it, it lives out in the the most remote. Oh, yeah, I think and, I've heard of this too. Yeah, yeah, like sandy regions of the Gobi Desert. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you Sand venture worms, out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, sandworms. You hate them, right? <laughs> I hate them myself. It can also apparently shoot lightning. Uh, or oh, okay, cool. or shoot poison, um, and again to touch this poison is immediate death. Yeah. Uh, and they, it, it lives out in the desert of Mongolia, and it's the Mongolian death worm, folks. Uh, yep, <laughs> that's that's that. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's it. That's uh, I don't know. I might do another cryptid episode someday, so I didn't talk about like everything. But uh, yeah, those are those are our those are our VIP cryptid superstars for the day. Yep. <laughs> what do you think? Te- yeah, tag yourself. I'm the Ningen. There you go. You're the you're the tree thing. No, I think I'm the skunk ape. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you are that. Yeah. yeah. I know I tried yeah. to play it off like that was you, but I think it's we you. both know that's me. Yeah, there's only one of us that has a nevis. <laughs> Giant, hairy Giant nevis. and hairy. Um, <laughs> Which I myself think is its own cryptid, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's proof of that. I'll show you the Nevis. I've seen it. Man. No, you're, you're can... not the only Nevis uh, wearing person I've ever met either. I, I know, me neither. I, and mine's actually not that bad compared to. Yeah, no, I have seen. Yeah. I have seen a fucking Nevis before. <laughs> like 
the like, this fella <coughs> used to call it the Chewbacca patch. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's right. That yeah. was uh yeah yeah yeah. I, I mean that, that was, was like that was as thick of hair as I have on my head. Right. Just on somebody's back. Gross. Yeah, nar nar dude nar. <sighs> oh my goodness. Um, yep. All right, so that's 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 my episode for this week. Um, I'm going to be going again next week, and that one's another <laughs> deeply, deeply researched one. So, I yeah, don't know. I've got, I've got a lot of research to do for my next one. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, I thought that I would keep it simple and just talk about some stupid fucking creatures today. And yeah. There's no long narrative. There's no secret agenda. I just like them. I just like learning about weird little beasties that people think yeah. live out in the woods weird little types of wood guys yeah different types of wood guys and swamp yeah. guys and sea yeah, guys water guys and, snow yeah. guys i didn't talk about any uh flying guys did i no briefly about paupueo the, the owl god but i think i think wendigos fly right i don't think so because they're like they're like little wind beasties no the wendigo is like a spirit of like cannibalistic hunger they uh thought they were like like little wind guys. I thought oh, you were yeah, talking about no. the Thunderbird or something, but no, the the Wendigo is uh yeah. it just sounds like wind and I think that's the only connection. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought they traveled on the wind. Maybe no. Not. Okay. Cool. No. They don't. Anyway, yeah. that's that. Okay. That's the episode yep. for this week. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh no, not really. Um no, I've got nothing. Cool. I think a nice uh 50-minute episode is, is good. Tight 50. A nice tight 50. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Left Unread. Uh, I hope that you look up some of these cryptids, and if you find any cryptids in your backyard, uh, please shoot them and kill them and bag them and send them to us. Uh, yeah, taxidermy them, please. Yeah, please taxidermy them. Uh, uh, if you ever come across a vulpatinga or uh, anything like that, um, you can, as always, find links to Instagram and all that shit in our episode description. Um, yep. Email us, leftunreadpod at gmail.com. Um, and we hope Twitter, to see yeah, Facebook, yeah. all that shit. All that stupid fucking garbage. Um, yep. And we hope to see you guys again next week because uh, we've yep. got a bunch more shit in store for you. So have yep, a great yep, week. Yep, 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 yep,